I'm sure that would have been fun, but you would have missed that wonderful debate and this this p- massive pivot. My favorite joke of yeah, the massive pivot. My favorite joke I've seen so far of the uh, that's a she's a nasty woman comment is someone saying that's Ms. Clinton if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Oh uh, yeah. I love the internet. They make it so much easier to digest. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah. American Horror Story. This was a crazy app. You want ready to hit it? Let's do it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this American Horror Story. An unofficial podcast about the FX hit show, American Horror Story. I'm your host, Tyler Most, here with your co-host... Chris Husted. We made it to episode six, the crazy one. We made it to chapter six, the episode we've all been waiting for. Let me start by saying, it's not every week that we're treated to two American Horror Stories on the same night. But enough about politics. Let's talk American oh, Horror Story, Bruno. bam nice. Nice. Ba-bam. And good night, folks. <laughs> See you next week. Uh, so this, the build-up for Chapter 6 here has been brewing. I'm excited to talk about it with you. But as always, of course, we need to, um, you know, promo our other stuff, like our Facebook page, which we're loving, I'm loving, the interaction we're getting on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash this American Horror Story. Um, we've been posting, you know, people are posting theories and questions. Um, Chris and I forgot to talk about uh, something last week and posted it on there. We got a good discussion going. Uh, the show's all about community, man, and I mean, I love it. I'm loving it. We've got a good one with everyone here. Absolutely. And uh, of course, you can always check or, um, you know, email your questions and comments to thisamericanhorrorstory at gmail.com. And we sincerely appreciate your reviews on iTunes. Go check us out there. Rate us, review us. It really does mean a lot. Uh, let's kick things off with same old, same old. What are you drinking this evening? I'm uh, having the Tyler Moss Autumn Special. Some uh, bourbon and cider. Oh, is yours warm or cold? It's warm. Four roses. Yours is warm. Mine's cold. Cheers through Cheers. the screen. I'm having the same thing. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to fall, although... We haven't actually had fall weather here of late, but I think it's supposed to start dropping down. Fall's my favorite season. I mean, what's not to like? I mean, we have American Horror Story. We have Halloween. We have Thanksgiving. I mean, the leaves are beautiful. Year, that kind of sucks. I get to wear pants again. I hate shorts. Shorts suck, man. <laughs> They're the worst. Anyway. <laughs> Chapter 6. Let's talk about the you giant pit. love fall. <laughs> I do love fall. Cool. Um, let's talk about American Horror Story. Uh, specifically, I guess we'd call this, instead of My Roanoke Nightmare, I guess the subtitle of this segment would be called Three Days in Hell. Return to Roanoke, Three Days in Hell. So, yeah, so we've got a little bit more of a, of a subtitle than before. A um, couple things I noticed immediately to kick things off. Uh we're, we still didn't get our traditional opening, which I was really hoping we were going to get a cool credit sequence that was finally going to drop here. Too. I almost felt like that was going to happen when like we faded out at the very beginning after the opening se- scene. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, that being said, I really like a lot of other things they did in this episode. Um, it was directed by Angela Bassett. I don't know if you caught I that. I did. I wrote that down. I'm glad you bring that up right off the bat. That's pretty cool. 
because I, I totally and I wanted to bring that up off the bat because there, I th- there's like a few things I wanted to comment on directorially as we kind of proceed through. And I think I thought she did an awesome job. Yeah, there is. I I think that it was like from a you know film lover's point of view, I guess, or just you know considering Man. like camera angles and like different lenses she did in the camera and stuff like that. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed that aspect and it's a challenging one too because the whole concept changes and shifts from shooting a fake tv show to actually shooting the filming of a fake tv show and incorporating both the behind the scenes but also the cell phone footage that all the actors are using or all the participants are using it's a lot more challenging i think than people will realize and it felt different to me. I was wonder. I was going to ask you if you felt the same way. If um, I, to me personally, I felt like I, it felt like a different. Sh- it it did feel like a different show from when we were watching the actors before to being in the moment with these. Um, yeah, you it, know, it, in real life, it might have been. I, I can't tell if it's like different frames per second that were used, or if it's a different filter that was used with the camera. But it it definitely aesthetically has a different look to it. Uh, um, from from like watching the TV show, which was the first five episodes, to what we have now, which is the filming of a TV show. And I would also say that with the scenes involving Cheyenne Jackson when he has like the camera rolling around him and the phone camera footage scenes, you get the feel you know the camera's moving and you have it panning around the actors and stuff like that. Where I feel like during the My Roanoke Nightmare the cameras were very where there was a lot of stationary cameras right and so it, it gave the scene i guess the scenes more movement which maybe that was partly why it, it felt a little bit different um but i i guess let's talk about the concept obviously um we had debated exactly what was going to go on here in terms of we got the little snippet of cheyenne jackson last time doing some kind of hidden camera type thing and we had our theories um Start by kind of breaking down exactly the concept for his TV show and whether or not it kind of went in the direction you expected. Right. So we jump in with the where were the the preview we got last week was, which is him with the cameras rolling, pitching the concept of a season two of Roanoke Nightmare. So I took a photo on my phone to see exactly what um, the opening title uh, sequence or the, the the title slide that we had in there about what had happened. And we learned All those facts about how it was like a runaway hit. Exactly. We had learned that it was this huge, massive hit. And I love that it said, with minimal promotion, the show garnered 23 million viewers by its finale, topping that week's airing of Sunday Night Football, Football, Empire, and The Walking Dead. <laughs> Which are kind of digs, but also, like, I think funny. Because, yeah. I don't know, but Empire's on Fox, so that's kind of interesting that they would use Empire. But anyway. Well, you know, it's kind of a compliment. They're appreciating that those shows so. get good viewers, but also... Yeah. yeah, and obviously Walking Dead is the number one show still. I th- I'm pretty certain it's the number one show on, on TV. Anyway, so that was... Th- this show apparently aired in 2015. So what we are uh, getting into now is what I'm interpreting as the present, the 2016 season two, which is let's get... Uh, all of the actors and the IRL people uh, to return to Roanoke for three nights during the blood moon. Uh, and then we go through and we see uh, Sydney trying to either convince some of these people that they need to participate or just reintroduce us to these characters, especially the actors who they are, uh, who the actors are in real life. And that's kind of where we, we kick it off. And 
I, you know, this whole big plot twist had been teased so much that I, I wasn't let down. I, I would, I wasn't let down, but I, I was kind of like, okay, yep, that sounds like something good. I, you know, I, maybe because I paid attention too much to every interview Ryan Murphy gave, but I was expecting something incredibly massive, and that's my fault for building it up. And anyway. It still was pretty interesting to the way this got turned into uh, bringing everyone together because we had always talked about like how real is this reenactment? Is the reenactment actually actors still, or is there some weird twist about that? Turns out they were just actors, <laughs> and the IRL people are IRL people. The, the, this was the story that they are telling. So now we're gonna go experience uh, uh, Big what... Brother style. Right. It's Big Brother style. It's real world style. Um, The other, um, I I don't know if you ever saw Halloween Resurrection (laughs) starring Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks, but um, (laughs) I did not. (laughs) It's it's like, and also like the TV show MTV Fear, um, Mm -hmm. where you are put in a haunted house and there are video cameras everywhere and it's broadcast uh, via uh, the web or for a TV show and like, put together for a tv show so that's kind of the concept that i, I was like oh i'm familiar with this oh, or all or you know truthfully like ghost hunters um shows like that so right. we're all kind of familiar with this this uh type of uh of a tv show um going forward though were was this what you were expecting or and how did you feel about the reveal of the show behind the show uh and putting everybody back in the same place so, um, a couple things of note. I agree with you that I think this was built up to be the biggest pivot of all time. Um, and so, it was not what I expected when, it, to some degree, we kind of a little bit guessed, I think, where we were going with things. Um, it wasn't quite the blow you out of the water, turn everything on its head, like, un- unexpected, exactly, um, direction. But that being said, I think they did an ex- like I think they did a very solid job of pivoting it. Um, one thing I'm going to I, I'm going to tell you now, and we can discuss it at the end of the episode. Is I a question I have saved for the end is discussing the best t- plot twist from the six seasons of American Horror Story, mm. where this ranks in the scale of best plot <laughs> twists. So I want you to think about that a little bit as we move forward. But. Yeah, we had all these theories about you know real crazy shit happening, and that was not the case. Um, we kind of get um, a dy- an interesting dynamic though that to some degree is still in the formulation in terms of reality TV type um, filming. Uh, I think the Cheyenne Jackson character is really interesting. He's quite an instigator. Um, Classic uh, reality TV producer, right? That doesn't have any morals. Um, you know, he... He's the Andy we, Cohen. We learn about a lot of these conflicts between the characters, and he doesn't have any hesitation about um, putting them all together. And clearly doesn't believe any of the actual ghost stuff that happens, thinks that it was all mixed up. He wants to sell um, the pot and sell a lot of ads. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it was kind of a fun way to get introduced to it with him at the table pitching it to, you know, to the other, the execs, to to, to the execs, yeah. Um, you know, how do you feel? We see, you know, them installing the cameras around the house, kind of 
um, setting up the fake, the fake ghost type um, attractions. Moving forward, you know how, as viewers, how do we know what's real and what's something that is, right. they set up? I think there were three important things that they needed to do right off the bat when they when they shifted this uh, um, storyline. One is um, letting us know that there are going to be some false scares in there will keep us on edge and not knowing exactly what is what. Um, obviously, we anticipate that it's all going to devolve into real ghost stuff anyway but but suggesting that there's going to be some fake scares in there um will keep us guessing so that's kind of cool um, and that's kind of the concept of a lot of these types of or at least for some of these scary movies that deal with uh putting people in a scary haunted house so that's one thing the other thing that they had to do, or the second thing they had to do, was they had to reintroduce us to these people. You know, we had to find out what uh, has happened since these since the show aired, uh, and obviously a lot of things have happened for the actors and for the people in real life. We needed to reintroduce our, or like re-meet the actors to see what has happened to their lives. We already kind of are familiar with their beats on who they are and. And their relationship uh, uh, dynamics among each other, but we had to actually meet the actors for the first time and have something to care about them, some some, some sort of characteristic or storyline within their lives to care about them outside of seeing that they're really good actors. So that was the second and third thing we have to like re-meet and catch up with our IRL people, and then we have to actually meet the actors who are playing these roles and seeing who they actually are as people because we don't really know them. Uh, totally, and I, that was a little bit confusing. I felt like going forward, trying to remember all the names of the Me actors too. Yeah, who I was were like, playing oh, God, I remember more the names characters, which um, I think that I, you know you slowly kind of come to terms with. But it, it took a little bit of time to catch all of that. But I think it was also a really fun device. Um, I do think that you make a good point in kind of them balancing. You know, we know that there's some gimmicks that Sydney set up, but it's not totally clear what Sydney set up and what he didn't. And they also make it immediately clear that there are still supernatural elements that are real. You know, we see the dead pig fetuses behind the tree, which could be the pokes, could be the butcher. It's not really clear. Could be Agnes playing the butcher. That's what he seems to think it is. And um, we have the moment. I mean, a couple horrifying things happen. It seems like the one of the crew workers like accidentally chainsaws <laughs> off his own head. Yeah, I couldn't really tell. Like it was far enough away that all I know is he's using a chainsaw. There was no one around him, and he killed himself somehow. Well, and then I don't, when they're like carrying the gurney out, they had like the head wrapped in a separate towel oh, on top of the body. Okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of horrifying. I couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and then his assistant runs away, and I think she's immediately Priscilla. Knew she was dead, right? Yeah, sees Priscilla in the woods, and then gets attacked by the pig man. In was the it Priscilla or was it the butcher? I couldn't tell. It was far enough away. It was far enough away. It could have been either one, I guess. That scene scared the crap out of me, though. I jumped and I woke my dog up. I was like, ah! That was, I, I even put that in brackets. I was like, jump moment when the pig man jumped out of the back. Yeah. Um, and that was even before the actual Blood Moon was out, I think. Exactly. So, that was like the day it started, or like the morning before it actually came in. It wasn't even full or anything yet, so that was, I don't know, sad for Diana or D or whatever her name was, because she seemed like she had a good head on her shoulders she was the she moral was compass to, and she GTFO. quickly was killed yeah 
Um, let's talk a little bit about the more compelling storylines behind the real people. Um, IRL Shelby has had quite a trajectory uh, since the show ended. Uh, her and Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Dominic, I believe, had like a weekend affair. As um, oh, I, IRL Shelby had the affair with right, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, um, that's what I meant. And um, it seems like because of that, I didn't. She was talking about getting death threats and knives in her door, and I was didn't understand if that was because people were mad that her and Matt broke up, or what exactly. I think it was just crazy fanatics that, you know, were into her storyline and were trying to mess with her or were just really into the concept of the butcher and really liked her. Or it may have been Agnes. (laughs) Who knows? That's true. She seems to be threatening everybody. But what a weird dynamic that she had an affair with the guy who played her husband. Yeah, I like that. That was kind of funny. I kind of like that, too. That was entertaining. (laughs) Um, She hooked up with his doppelganger. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, there's the dynamic with IRL Lee, who appears on you know E News and is kind of confronted about these murder allegations. And apparently, we find out that's a very outstanding issue since the show ended. That people think that Lee really did kill Mason and um, as just got Sydney. away with it, basically. As does Sydney. As does the show's producers. As do I think a lot of quite some of the actors maybe even yeah. you know to the point where sydney goes and like asks their lawyer like are we in trouble if we kill somebody else in the house yeah so like, like we said zero morals on on the part of sydney um kind of her you know on the opposite coin of that uh monet who is actor lee played by angela bassett we find out is um in real life an alcoholic mm-hmm. so her and lee have that in common and they kind of connect slash clash on that later um and so that's another interesting dynamic we have going in we talked you know sydney talks about how alcohol is only going to fuel further discontent among the house members um something to well actually i'm going to save that for later too uh let's talk about agnes the butcher kathy bates love um, this this is so great well, talk me through it, because I, I, yes, I love yeah. it too. We meet her, Agnes Mary Winstead, I think her full name is. Mm-hmm. She plays this kind of, uh, in real life, she comes across initially as this aw shucks uh, actress who really commits, but is really just, like, so proud of her work, but, like, really takes it seriously, but it seems like a really simple uh, but uh, passionate person uh, who's really into it. And then we slowly, as as Sydney's interviewing her, we peel away the layers and find out that she actually went a little crazy and had a nervous breakdown and ran through the streets in her um, uh, whole garb of the butcher, swinging a, a, a meat cleaver around and got charged with assault with a weapon or something of the sorts. Um, and also and it gets even worse uh and he keeps pushing and then turns out that she was diagnosed as a schizo affective disorder with schizoaffective disorder she also moved to north carolina and she the whole time she's defending this is saying it's because she connected so much with the butcher and it was such a you know heavy role that it really weighed down on her and affected her much more internally than she thought it would and emotionally but basically, we come to the uh, conclusion, or we come to the the um, the part where 
uh, Sydney says, actually, you're not going to be on the show. Here's the uh, um, restraining order. You've been served. And But as he walks out, he's like, I hope she shows up, you know? And as, she, as he walks out, she's sitting on, like, the balcony of her apartment building. And it's already Immediately, already, yeah, back in character. <laughs> I so love that she, great. like... Kathy Bates at, is great. Yeah, she was fantastic. I love that at first it's like, oh, she, she, she was really method. And then it's like, oh, no, she wasn't just method. She was no, like... she's just crazy. Heath Ledger as the Joker, but going off a real deep end kind of crazy. And, yeah, I enjoyed that essentially Sydney's whole plot by giving her the restraining order was to just like drive her back into that personality and have her come be the butcher again which I mean obviously we kind of saw a flash of her in the window when she chopped out a window with her cleaver was that her or was that the real butcher I couldn't tell that that's a great question um, and who's gonna I, play the real butcher I don't know that'll be fun um also um, totally unrelated did you notice that we saw the real e- Elias on um, a found footage when they're putting the house together on the oh, TV. Oh, that's who that was. Oh, okay, got it, got it. Yeah. So was that was a little wink to us there because I don't think we're gonna. I don't know that we'll see Dennis O'Hare again. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask you. Um, so we obviously have kind of covered who we who all is coming back for the most part. Uh, well, I guess we we should go through that list real quick then maybe before we ask you this. Part. Yeah. Well. Okay. So it, I was gonna say that I think we certainly haven't seen the last of Kathy Bates as the butcher, and it'll be interesting to see how. She plays with the real butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like the real butcher is ultimately going to take her out, right? But yeah, unless they somehow like work together. I think that on the bright side, we're not going to see any more Wes Bentley this season, which uh, I think you and I his name were not comes partic- up in the credits. Still, that I was like, but maybe his maybe he is a really shitty actor, and that was what he was playing because he was doing the reenactment. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. That and must then be if it. that's the case, good job, Wes. <laughs> yeah. You so, effectively played a shitty actor. <laughs> right. So we won't see actor cricket um, or real-life cricket. Well, this is what I was going to ask you. Who are you disappointed is not in the house? Cricket, obviously, right? It would be great if you were y- Yeah, yeah. Of course, we wish they had that um, Leslie, Leslie Johnson. Jordan. Jordan. The Leslie Jordan was... I keep wanting to say Tracy Jordan. Yeah. The Leslie Jordan <laughs> was in the house. Um because that would have been fantastic. You know, Dennis O'Hare's character was fun, but I, you know, I'm okay without it. Um, we're, no Francis Conroy is Madame Right, the Polk. Polks have disappeared, apparently, according to the show right now, so. Yeah, so we probably won't see her again. Um, I guess we won't see the real, or the actor who played Mason. We won't see the actor who played Flora. Right. We won't see... The actor who played the policeman. I'm trying to think of any other people that appeared that we wouldn't, ha- you know, see anymore. The, like the cast was kept relatively small, right? Um, Which has been great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, yes I, th- I think that obviously Sydney had a plan to bring Agnes back into the front because I think, you know, Sydney does not believe he thinks that Agnes was responsible for the fetal pig killings, and I think kind of is thrilled by that fact. Um, he doesn't believe that any of the ghosts are real, so he wants to stoke discontent in a, in, in any other way possible. Um, the last kind of group I wanted to talk about in terms of backstory is Audrey and Rory. Audrey is uh, Sarah Paulson, the British actress who played Shelby. She's British. <laughs> and then we have Evan Peters, who plays Rory Monaghan, who played Edward Mott. Um, and has some ridiculous red hair. 
Yeah. <laughs> but they got married, and I thought it was kind of fun. There were some like, just fun, humorous moments, like yeah. to see their wedding video. It was yeah. kind of ridiculous. I like that. Um, it was so obnoxious, it was funny. Yeah, but like the camera shots are kind of funny, and there's like the warm glow to the lens. It was... It was entertaining for sure. Um, I also thought, and I didn't know this before, that it was funny to see the original auditions for the role of the butcher. I thought that was kind of, that was another part that kind of had me laughing too. So I, I enjoyed some of those elements they slipped in there. Uh, but we find out, of course, that Rory and Audrey got married mm-hmm. and they clicked on set and so forth. Um, so another thing to note is we're going to find out who is the real life or, you know, Edward Mott probably. So I that mean, Finn Wittrock kind of might reprise the Mott role and just be look a little different maybe, right? He might, but what makes me wonder about that is apparently Ryan Murphy has teased that Finn Wittrock is going to play, quote, the most fucked up character we've ever seen on American Horror Story, which oh, I God. feel like is, is quite a That's, statement. How do you pull that off? Yeah. So whether or not that's... You know, there's a darker side to Edward we didn't even realize. That's, I guess, a possibility. Um, also, Vera Farmiga is going to be in upcoming episodes. So right. we should keep an eye on I was going to ask you well. who do you think she'll be. And Matt Bomer, too. So we have a Matt lot Bo- of... Are you lot- sure Matt Bomer? Yeah. Okay. I read an article today that said he's still going to be in it, too. So do you think they're going to play, play, like, the real ghosts? So I guess we still have real-life... Um, well, Vera Farmiga is... Er, Taisa Farmiga, not Vera, Vera right. sister. Yeah. Sorry, is that mom Taisa, and daughter or sister and sister? I think they're sisters. Okay. Um, Taisa Farmiga is not going to play the butcher, obviously, but one of those guys, like Matt Bomer, could play um, Wes Bentley's character uh, back in the day. Right. Um, or I guess Finley Truck could, but that doesn't sound like maybe we have Matt will play uh, the original uh, Mott. Yeah, that's true. Matt, Matt Bomber could be the original Edward Mott. And Taisa, I don't um, know yet. But I remember I read a thing that maybe was a thing you put up that Ryan Murphy said. It's not that she hasn't wanted to come back or he hasn't wanted her back, but it was it was they would bring her back for the right role because we haven't seen her since Coven. Right, it was the right fit. So I'm and curious so what apparently, that's going to be. Yeah, I'll see what that is, I guess. Maybe she's Priscilla. Or, oh, no. yeah, it's yeah. Priscilla. No, but Priscilla's younger. Young, yeah. And she, a ghost on age. So, I don't know. Um, it's a couple things to note about Rory and Audrey. Clearly, there's a, str- a dynamic where Audrey is a little concerned about the fact that uh, Rory December. is so much younger than her. Um, she she kind of takes some real um, offense to, I think, a pretty innocuous comment from Shelby about, like, it's never too late for love. Yeah. She's like, what, and, what do you mean by that? And so Rory gets the call for a screen test. Mm-hmm. Um, to leave, I was going to ask you what was the point of that because then he promptly dies. Ugh. So the only thing I could think of is that we get that little monologue from Audrey about like worrying about him being I think, an actor. Yeah. About. Knowing horror films, I think the reason that he gets that call is because he's the first to die. So no one's going to wonder where he is. They'll think he just left to go to that screen test. Oh, okay. That's an interesting point. So maybe they, no one's going to realize he's dead right away. Although Matt seems to think, you know, with the R and murder, seems to think he knows what's going on. Right. Um, in, you know, all sorts of interesting dynamics immediately when everyone gets in the house together. The Shelby-Matt uh, dynamic is an issue. Shelby with... Lee. Shelby with Lee. It's all Matt the stuff that we had Dominic. hinted at, and it still mm-hmm. lingers. 
And we had yeah, and we're gonna have three three days of this, and even like Lee versus Lee have a clash over yeah. her being a murderer and who's like blaming. They're each blaming each other. Um, really, Rory and Audrey were kind of the only you know cool cool Seemingly relationship happy people. Yeah, yeah, so kind of insecure um, but happy, right? Um, so. We see Mason's dead corpse walking the earth among these like montage of all sorts of crazy right things that are Lee. happening. Mm-hmm. So, uh, IR, or IRL Mason, we get to see for the first time. Um, we see Monet breaking into the booze. We see kind of Shelby and Matt almost reconnecting until Matt tries to beat the shit out of Dominic. Um, one thing that caught me was when Matt said to Shelby, like, why did we come back here? <laughs> I was thinking, like... <laughs> Uh, so Shelby's incentive was to be locked up in the same place as Matt to try to heal their marriage. Yep. But they had obviously like horribly terrifying experiences at this place. And they know they're coming back for the blood moon. So what convinced, I mean, why would Shelby, or why, sorry, why would Lee come back? Boggles my mind. Um, is, I, and is not exactly, unless they're like paying her. I think, the I mean, I think they are getting there. paid, but I'm hoping that they reveal some of that because you have to clearly be incentivized to go back to that place for the IRL people. And as we know, Lee had a seven figure book deal, so like, she had no like, monetary need. Yeah. Right. So I'm curious of why she's back for sure, unless she wants to make another book deal. Or I know that her mother in law is trying to get. Uh, custody of custody Flora, Flora, so maybe she needs more money for the court case. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. And why Matt would want to go back either, unless oh. you know, some part of him wanted to reconnect with Shelby as well. Actually, I feel like I remember this now because she's worried that people are going to talk more trash about her being a murderer, and she wants to be uh, there to defend herself. That's that right. I think she yeah. did say that at the beginning. Yeah. So I guess Matt's really the only one whose motives for coming back are not completely Unclear. clear. Um, considering what they've gone through before. Right. Now, of course, we kind of had the, you know, another shining, like, shower scene with the pig man in the bathroom. And then we end up seeing, you know, Rory get murdered by the nurses. Uh, They look a lot different (laughs) uh, in real life than they do on the TV show where they're, like, like kind of sexy like models yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah i almost for a second i thought they were the chen daughters but then i looked more yeah they were kind of they were kind of gross and scarier which yeah. i appreciated yeah uh so rory's dead right that's what they are i mean well yeah he's gone or... to murder on the wall right and that's when matt sees that and he says ours for rory so how quickly does someone who dies in the house come back as a ghost is the question. Is that the last we've seen of Evan Peters, or is he going to show back up? That's a good question. I feel like this – I don't know. I don't Because in Murder House, it was immediately, right? Yeah, exactly. And to be honest, I kind of hope he doesn't come back because then it gets really crowded character-wise. Mm-hmm. And we already have a good amount, uh, and I don't want to deal with too many storylines that end up nowhere as – American Horror tends to do, tends to do. That being said, I bet he will come back because <laughs> that's what American Horror tends to do. True. It'd be nice if they showed some restraint and just kept him off now and like slowly picked him off one by one, as we're led to believe with that title uh, slide. Right. So excellent point, and that's the, kind of the last thing I saved here is that we get that title slide that says, "We learn over the next three days everyone on set died except one, and we're about to watch never aired footage." Two, I think, very important things we should draw from this. The first is, the fact that we're getting this title slide means we are not 
watching the footage as it's happening. We're still watching a TV show of the footage happening later. Blair Witch style. Which is interesting because it's... We're actually like... We're watching the TV show version of it, so it's still... You know, to some degree, you still wonder whether or not you can trust what you're seeing. Um, the second part of this is that I wanted to ask you who you think is going to survive. Early prediction. I, I was going to ask uh, you that. There's going to be no basis for it, so, but I want to know who you think. Yeah, I thought about this a little bit because um, I was I'm going to ask you the same thing. You know, now that we kind of understand um, who each person sort of is in real life, the actors and the people who have already lived in uh, this this house and i'm i'm relating this to the movie scream 3 <laughs> where the whole premise of that is they are shooting a film based on the woodsboro murders and there's actors who are playing the roles of the irl people who experienced the woodsboro murders like sydney prescott who is nev campbell's character and courtney cox and david arquette and and uh and do you think people. that do you think that that Sydney is like a direct? I don't know. To... That, you know, kind of. I wonder. I wonder just because that's the most iconic um, Sydney I can think of in the horror uh, genre. Uh, but anyway, in in that sh- in that movie, you tend to care more about the IRL people who have actually already experienced this stuff and are still fighting for their lives again, yet again. Um, also, with those. Uh, the IRL people like Lee and Matt and um, Shelby, they all have unfinished business where they need to either be redeemed in some sort. Like in Lee's case, she needs redemption for being like, um, accused as a murderer and, and pegged as a murderer for the past year. And uh, Shelby and Matt are need to work some resolution out to their relationship. So I feel like we're... Like it's ingrained in us to root for those people more so than the actors, because actors. I mean, uh, Sarah Paulson does a great job doing Audrey as Audrey, and 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 um, uh, Angela Bassett's great, and they're they're fun. But I don't really care as much about them knowing who they are now. You know, they won awards and they've had fun and they want to be famous and whatever. But but Shelby and Matt and Lee in real life apparently really experienced this stuff and they are dealing with some like real traumatic life issues. So I'm hoping that it's going to be I th- I'm guessing it'll be IRL Shelby. Mm, that's what I was going to say too. You know? Mm-hmm. So Lily Rabe's char- character, I think. So you think so too? That's who I was going to say. Why do you think mm-hmm. that? In some ways I feel like she's been framed as the protagonist of yeah. everybody in terms of the story we've seen unfold over the first five episodes. Um, you know, we've had obviously Matt and Lee have been intimately involved, but I feel like the story has kind of emanated from Shelby and her experiences, um, which is what led me to believe that she I could, would be the one to survive. Yeah, I could see uh, Matt ultimately like sacrificing himself for Shelby to survive, or vice versa. You know, maybe Matt survives because um, he seems to be the one who actually hasn't done anything wrong besides have an emotional reaction where he distanced himself from Shelby when they were going through I'm, stuff. I mean, to be fair, he did bang the wood witch twice and we don't know how uh, yeah, it turned out on that. That's a good part. point. That's a good point. So, yeah, why isn't Shelby throwing that in his face? Like, yo, dude, you did it first. 
Uh, speaking of which, we don't know that there, that has to be a loose end that gets tied up, right? We don't like he had to have like impregnated her, and there's some weird something. Something's got to come out of that. That's a yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. And I mean, you know, to be honest, maybe I I don't think Lee will survive just because Mason is there clearly for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, even if Agreed. she did murder him or did murder him, I think she might meet her end because of him. Yeah, I think that's true too. And that kind of leads me to two additional points. First being, how do you feel that this changes the stakes? Because for me, we you know, with the first six, five episodes, we talked about the stakes being low because we knew it was a documentary. But moving into this new section, I feel like the, you know, like you were saying, the characters we have backstory on are the ones I care about more. So yeah, bummer that, you know, we lost Evan Peters because I love him, you know, I enjoyed him as an actor. But he was a douchey but, actor, an actor playing he was an actor playing a douchey actor his character yeah. yeah that's what i mean yeah and he died before we really got to know him or enjoy him too much so it's like you you kind of like you were saying care more about the irl people because you know more about who they are as people right what they've been through and all that kind of thing and we can infer from the the reenactment what they went through and knowing that they actually experienced that and the actors didn't experience anything it makes me care more about the IRL people, you know. And that and there's that point where, where they're all shooting the shit in the kitchen. Uh, the actors are they're like, nothing even ever happened to us. Oh, they didn't even believe it. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, think... when did you film this? And he, they're like, uh, summer. He's like, it, look outside. It's the blood mood, homies. Like, buckle Get up. Real. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at the, you know, at the same time too, I. Yeah, if everybody's getting picked off here, I, yeah. it's it's a, you know it's a funny thing to comprehend the layers to this setup. Um, you know, having part of what struck me, I guess, is when we saw everything in the first five episodes, we saw it like basically with the shiny TV veneer. You know, like we were talking about the nurses being like all, you know. Um, like models and more pretty and here we see them like really kind of scuzzy and i feel like that's going to be something we see like you know with everybody is even more um scary kind of dramatic stuff as we move forward so this whole kind of weird meta approach is kind of fascinating i I, I think that i the more i think about it the more i kind of dig it um i was going to ask who you think killed mason because you know, it could be argued that it was the butcher and her people, but let's keep in mind this was pointed out by I think um, Michael on Facebook that Mason was not killed during the Blood Moon; he was killed before the Blood Moon, which was supposed to be at a time before the butcher and her folks could actually kill. Right, but then again, now we just saw Diana um, get murdered before the Blood Moon, and the pig showed up in her back seat like a ghost. So, you know, true. But is the blood moon start the day of the blood moon? I, and maybe that's yeah. what happened with Mason too. I think there's also an argument to be made that maybe you know Mason died. Maybe the Pokes killed Mason. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, but, but so are we both saying we don't think Lee did it? I don't think Lee did it. You know, just because make it more interesting if she didn't do it, and everyone assumes she did it. But then again, it could be cool that she did do it, and she's just been playing everyone, and she's actually like part of this cult or something. I don't know. Part of me almost wants one of the characters the IRL characters or one you know someone to be not who they seem they are yes. like to actually be a bad guy in the house yeah 
And I feel like a lot of us have been leaning toward Matt being that person, right? Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think there's some weird things between him and the Woodwitch that you and I talked about a connection. When he talked about like running away with her, there that could be seen as foreshadowing. And the fact that he hasn't really done anything wrong seems more subdued about stuff. I mean, I guess he did try to fight with Dominic, but yeah, I think that that could be an interesting twist if we find out that somebody in the house actually is kind of in on and all that's going on. I, I, th- I can't remember if this was in the article that you posted or not, but also we, uh, um, I guess, spoiler it if you haven't read the article, but this season is going to get connected to Coven um, in a way. And, okay, here's the real spoiler alert, so skip ahead 15 seconds if you don't want to hear this. But Matt, Ryan Murphy has said that Lady Gaga's Wood Witch is the original Supreme. So, oh, so that being, I, thinking about that, we're not going to see Lady Gaga again probably this season because that was an actress and not the real Wood, wood Witch. So that's an interesting point, too. Right. Maybe Thaisa will play the the actual Wood Witch. I guess she could. Interesting. I didn't think about us not seeing Gaga again. That's. We had some people for just a brief second on this season, kind of, you know, very much guest supporting roles, which I enjoyed. You know, you get more out of them as kind of like a yeah, I like quick, it. Quick, quick cameo. Um. Now I want to talk about. Well, I, let's wrap up this episode first, I guess. Yeah. So, where do you think things are going from here? We know everyone's going to die, but we have two more episodes of this to kind of endure. Uh, not endure, that's the wrong word, but to get through of these three horrible days. So, what's going to happen in episodes... Well, actually, we have, th- we have three, three more episodes. Seven, eight, nine, yeah. So, they're not doing one a day, one for each day, necessarily. Uh, maybe nine will be like the aftermath of when they whoever gets free yeah. um i mean one episode could be just one night too yeah that's true it'll be interesting to see how they break up time in the next few because then 10 is supposed to be like its own thing uh, yeah uh, which is but it's still related to roanoke so it, i don't know so many questions yeah i think um i was trying to think about who i think will die next <laughs> And, I mean, I don't know. Like, I kind of, you know, I kind of wanted to be Shelby. I mean, not Shelby, sorry. Um, Audrey. But it's Sarah Paulson, so of course I don't want it to be her because she's great. Um, I'm I'm thinking maybe... Cuba Gooding Jr.? I was thinking one of the one of the Lees. Lees either Angela Bassett or... Originally, because she is just a... Um, uh, special cast special guests i think that's true if we're gonna draw yeah if we were drawing from that <laughs> and i think mason will maybe get her i don't know it'd be kind of interesting also if the actor uh um monet she ends up surviving that'd be kind of cool too it would be i don't know i, th- I, don't, I, but I, I agree with you though i think one of the irl people is going to survive i don't think it's going to be an actor yeah that's just my prediction um, I have no um, idea. I mean, I think we're just going to have a, three episodes of A Haunted House of people running around and getting murdered by ghosts. And I'm very curious to see how these other actors we haven't seen yet are going to fit in. Yeah. I assume they're going to kind of have little cameo-type guest roles like, you know, really Evan Peters and Lady Gaga kind of have, um, which I'm looking forward to, and especially this Finn Wittrock character that's supposed to blow our minds. 
Um, so that all being said, after the big grand plot twist, what would you rate this episode? I think um, the plot twist, as we talked about, was a little anticlimactic just because we were expecting something big and this was cool don't get me wrong but if i had not known to if i had not expected something i've been like whoa what oh this is cool like it really it turned out to be just a tv show and not a um uh like a reality show that we thought may or may not actually be happening we're trying to figure out who was the real person here so the twist itself was kind of a little bit of a letdown, but that's just because it got built up so much. It's still cool. I'm really excited to see this new dynamic of the actors and the uh, uh, IRL people interacting with each other and also interacting like with their doppelgangers for the show, which I, obviously we see a dynamic there. That's interesting. And the way, the fact that we know the mythos of the Roanoke home uh I think we have expectations of what and who we will see. Um, so I'm eager to see how the show is going to build upon this, you know, like sense of dread and fear um, in the new context storyline uh, without like falling back on just like jump scare tactics to keep us scared, uh, which they work, but it's just kind of like the easy way to scare people. So. Now that we know what the whole mythos is, it, it'll be interesting to see how they play it out. And there's a lot of uh, potential there to do some solid horror writing. I'm excited. I hear you. And real quick here, what about Sydney? How did you feel about our new, our only like real new character? I think he's fairly one-dimensional right now, but that's cool because that's what we need him to be. He needs to be the, you know, the the jerk that stirs the pot to get everyone there and make stuff happen and ultimately he's obviously going to die i mean if, if we're going to go by the rules of scary movies he's the creator of this so he should die um, um but i, I I'm, I'm welcome to have us a, a an actual villain person villainous person uh in a way and as the the preview for next week uh uh shows oh i didn't see it so tell oh me. so there's it they have dominic that is Dominic, right? That's that's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character's yes. name. Um, in a confessional, and he's like, you know, the good thing about reality uh, shows uh, or the villains in reality shows, and he's like, they're always the the main the cat they're like they're always the main star, because the villains are like always a main star. So I don't know if that means Dominic's a villain or what's happening there. But well, they've set the dom or that uh, dynamic up a little bit with him and Matt, right? Right, exactly. I'm mean, interested to see more of what the actor Dominic is like. Um, that being said, I, I had fun. I think this is good. It sets up a really different dynamic, and I, I like. I, I was scared a bit, and I'm really excited to see how they play out. Like knowing that there are stakes now for these people, it's going to be fun. Um, so I would give this a solid four. Ooh, four severed that's not pig bad. heads. Yeah, four severed pig heads. What do you give it, and why? <sighs> had a lot of you know there was a lot of build up like we said to this episode I think the build up was misplaced in the way it was framed as like a twist that was going to blow us away um, I think that the direction it went narratively is a lot of fun I'm, I think it's it's weird um, but in a really enjoyable 
strange way with all the character dynamics. Um, there's a lot to play with. I think the writers are doing a good job of keeping the story kind of contained even with a growing cast of characters. Uh, I enjoy seeing the differences between what we saw on television and what we saw, you know, or what we're seeing now is like the real deal. Um, we get like, you know, it's like reading an unreliable narrator, but getting it in, you know, in a TV format, which I think is really entertaining and it's kind of a little bit mind bending in terms of like the rules of what's going on. So I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm excited for what's to come. Um, I feel like the stakes are raised. I am excited to see what Finn Wittrock's character is. Um, I think that it's, I feel, you know, it's creepy to know that everyone's going to die and, you know, we're just going to see this bloodbath over the course of the next three episodes. Um, I, you know, I was a huge fan. I feel like there's a lot of fun, interesting things that are going to play out. I like how they set up all the tension between people. Um, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for this. I think that this, I'm already enjoying this setup more than I enjoyed the My Roanoke Nightmare setup, but I feel like we couldn't have this without that first. I agree. Yeah. So I'm gonna give it a full 4.5. Ooh, I, that's that's it's high. But I, nice. I even as, as I was watching it, I was thinking to myself like I'm really into this. This is, this, cool. this is I feel like this is really creative, and it's like a departure from, you know, they've done. We've really enjoyed past seasons too, but it, it sometimes it's felt similar to other things we've seen, and this just really does feel different. Yep. and I appreciate that. Yep, it's much more restrained, which is great. Mm-hmm. They're so listening that's a solid to us. Eight and a half. Nice. There was one point actually in the beginning, eight and a half. That's pretty good. That's our highest mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say when Sydney goes in and pitches the uh, the new season to the execs at the studio, he's like, you know, man, there's, you know, this is stemmed, you know, websites and fan sites and and TV whatevers. And I was like, and podcasts. <laughs> I was hoping you would reference podcasts. So American Horror Story knows that these exist. And there are a lot of people. There are thousands of people who uh, interact with us about this show and download us and whatnot. So, Hey, this show has a cult following. We love to talk about it. And oh boy, does it breed the theories, which is fantastic. I think they've, you know, I think the writers know that and they feed into it. Yeah. And the fact that they do is, is fantastic. Um, so the big question I had for you, there was a couple things actually I'd written down that I wanted to talk about. It's about time that we start thinking about what the next seasons are going to be, but I don't want to get into that tonight, yeah. actually. Um, Ryan Murphy revealed there's next season is going to be a whole secret season. He's been writing with just one writer penning every episode, which mm. I feel like is a fun thing to anticipate a little bit. But what I want to talk about instead is is the best reveals of all time on American Horror Story. And what you feel, you know, this was supposed to be some great twist. I don't know that twist is the right word for me. Um, we've had some good ones though in past seasons, and I'm wondering if there is one in particular that you recall being the twist in your mind. Uh, Murder House, when Violet keeps trying to run out the door and she keeps running back into the house, and that reveal of who she really is or what her status really is was like, what? That, that was yeah. pretty cool. That's the one that that's out. that's a pretty fantastic one. Uh, that was definitely up there for me. Um, the doctor, Doctor Threadson, reveal to be Bloody Face. That was cool. I liked that. Is, is right up there um, as creepy and, and great twists. Um, I, I would say that one of the weakest ones is that um, 
oh crap, I can't remember her name right now in Coven. The one that she ultimately is the Supreme. Sarah Paulson's character. Yeah, what's her name though? Clot, 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 no. Shit. I can't think of it. Cordelia. Cordelia, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That she is the Supreme. Like, well, we all kind of figure that at this point. <laughs> that, that one's a little bit anticlimactic. Agreed. Um, did Freak Show have any major twists? I don't think they're... I mean, that was just kind of a sad season. <laughs> the, the, a lot of stuff happened that didn't make sense. Like, I don't know. Like, when they killed Emma Roberts' character in the, the sawing, Neil Patrick Harris, like, killed her. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. well, she was, like, trying to do the right thing. And then she had been working with Angela Bassett's, like, tri-boobed uh, character. And they had been, like, kind of becoming friends-ish. And then she's like, well, bitch deserved it. Like, what? What? <laughs> She was yeah, helping you take was... down anyway. I was like that. That well, I guess you could say that the, the twist maybe in that was that Twisty was like not really a bad guy, but yeah. I hated that twist because yeah, I wanted Twisty yeah. to be a bad. And we guy. we got that after like two episodes with them. It's like oh, too soon. Yeah, because he was so creepy. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, um, I I think that yeah, this in terms of ranking up there, I feel like definitely the bloody face reveal and the. Taste Farmiga has actually been dead the whole time reveal. Yeah. Probably rank ahead of this in terms of twist value. Right. What about um, the reveal of uh, Wes Bentley's character in Hotel to be the... Obviously, this is a buttload of spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the other seasons. I feel a little bad. But who the actual killer is in the serial killer in Hotel. Mm, That was kind of like, okay. He's the Ten Commandments killer. That was kind of the big reveal for that season. Agreed. Um, that one was that one was, was okay. probably mid mid range. Yeah, mid. I would say I agree. it wasn't crazy, but it wasn't like terrible either. I'm sure there's dozens of other twists that like we're not naming. So I want every. I mean, everybody go on the Facebook page and yeah. tell us what your favorite twist is, um, and how this how this ranks for you in comparison to the other twists. Because I think that the show kind of prides itself in having those moments, and some have clicked fantastically, and others have fallen flat. And I would say this. It's middle to upper um, in terms of a twist, but in terms of like just a really fun, creative format, for me, it's it's top-notch. Yeah, definitely. It was awesome. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see what happens next week, um, but I feel like we're in a great position moving forward. So uh, I guess with that being said, everybody, um, I don't know, Chris, where can people talk, um, talk, talk things out with you between now and next week? <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at Chris Husted. That scared me. Something just fell in the living room, and now I'm scared. It's a pigman. At Chris Husted, Chris with a K, and I'm also on Snapchat, uh, the Chris Husted. What about you, Tyler? Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram as well at tjmoss11. But um, also, you know, uh, on on our Facebook page, and I, you know, you send us a message or comment on our Facebook posts and we're quick to jump in there and and respond to and enjoy the conversation with you so get on there facebook.com slash this american horror story emails at this american horror story and itunes we appreciate it all right folks um man we'll probably get a halloween episode next week maybe awesome because that's yeah it's exciting those are always fun all right until next week ladies and gentlemen um happy hauntings (laughs) 